and welcome to the Nerds Who Isolated Themselves, episode 11. Ice themselves. Ice themselves. It's weird. We've missed a couple of months, but we still managed to do 11 episodes this year, which ties us in with the one a month. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure how we did it, but although I think technically two of them came last year, so. Yeah, but I mind you, the clock still went back the weekend. That's true. That'll be yeah, what that's did what it. Yes, what did it. So did it? Yeah, it's been a little while since we did one though, hasn't it? Because of yeah, absolutely. You've been busy, and I've had the shit going on with the house, and then I got stuck into doing those. And why not come up with movie specials, which we'll talk about a little bit in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just been like I say, you were uh, bogged down with commissions and the like, which we'll also talk about in a minute. Yeah, I've been a busy little bee. Um, but. Although I did discover a piece of news before I jumped on this with you that I think is going to have to wipe this whole show out so we can focus on it. Go on, then. Law and Order's coming back for season 21. A mere 11 years after season 20 ended, they're bringing back Law and Order. I never watched Law and Order. Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice in it as well. Mm, Means nothing to me. (sighs) Honestly, I love Law and Order. Kat was as thrilled as you are when I told her. (laughs) <laughs> although i was mildly interested about that 90s show yeah yeah i don't know although i'm presuming it's to be fair i mean red on. red was well actually my two favorite characters in that 70s show were red and hyde obviously hyde's not gonna happen now no no so it'd be red and more red and kitty is that I, I, yeah. I like kitty i like kitty as well but i those were the two characters I could sort of relate to. <coughs> I don't know what that says about me on the hide. Let's see. No, hide isn't him. Hide is hide. It's, you've got to separate the actor from the character. But so, I wouldn't be at all surprised you... if, if they're like, you know, recapping what happened to everybody since. I'd be like, and hide died. <laughs> or or hides, hides in prison or something. Yeah, I hope they just kind of don't mention them. So... Are you not to get too controversial on here, but are you are you on the side that whatever charges that he's being faced with, he's guilty? I honestly don't know enough about it. I mean, dude's a Scientologist anyway, so not to throw shade at all Scientologists, because you know. But yeah, but <laughs> where's your wife, David here. Miscavige? Where's your wife? Yeah. Where's Shelley? But yeah, it's um, I don't know, man. I mean. It always sucks when somebody that played a part you like or, you know, was a character you liked turns out to be an absolute fucking douchebag in real life. Mm. And I'm not saying he is, but that's certainly. Well, that's just certainly come out in the press that is suggested that he might be. Yeah. And I mean. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Not that I've ever seen anything in him that had evidence that, you know, other than what has been reported in the news, but. I mean, yeah. I think if he's been accused of it, there's grounds for it, isn't there? There, yeah, and for it to be going on this long as well. Yeah, and like I say, Scientology man, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of the things I've heard about Scientology, you probably didn't even think he was doing anything illegal. Because <laughs> yeah, that's just true. kind of the way Scientologists are. They're fucking entitled, aren't they? Did you ever watch The Ranch? Uh, I started to watch it and then 
yeah, for whatever reason, didn't carry on. There was just so many TV shows I was watching at the time. Yeah. Because, obviously, they wrote him out of that, didn't they? They did. But he died, didn't they? Did he? Mm. Uh, he ain't coming back he, to that. Then. No, he got killed by... Um, well, he got... Actually, did he commit suicide? I can't remember that. No, I think he... No, he didn't. He, he got killed... He got run off the road by uh, an ex. Uh, an ex's lover, or husband, or whatever it was. I think it was. I know. I know. He fell off a cliff on a motorbike. Uh, see, I, I, I don't know how in keeping that is with his character in it, but mm. that that stuff always bothers me a little bit when they're like, "This guy's problematic now, so we'll kill the character off." It's like, yep, yeah, I liked the character. I get yeah. that he's not in the show anymore, but you could have given him a different ending. Yeah. Like I say, I'd not seen enough of the ranch to be able to. <laughs> but like, if they were like, you know, and then Hyde was killed by smoking too much pot or whatever I'm like, oh no that's kind of not cool <laughs> but it's that tricky thing and that of separating kind of working actor from character that, it? yeah it's, uh, you know can you still like a kevin spacey film because kevin spacey's in it that yeah. sort of thing uh well you know the whole woody allen thing yeah absolutely which I ain't touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this fucking us going all e-entertainment with our uh, hot inside <laughs> gossip. Yeah. Aside, how's things been? What's been going on, man? Um, well, I'm, please ignore the fact that I've got a bloody major cold at the moment and I keep, I'm going to keep having little coughing fits. It's, it's nothing COVID-y. It's just bloody my annual cold I always get this year. Yeah, that's um, what everybody that licks the monkey notebook <coughs> says. Then they. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I've just been very busy, to be honest, mate. Um, very busy trying to keep myself on top of things. Uh, busy with work. Um, and yeah, plodding on, just trying to. Plod. Seeing each weekend. Yeah, yeah, trying to see seeing each weekend really. Um, That's pretty much life now, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah, trying not to get things too much on top of me. Trying to get, you know, trying to care for myself as well, but very busy. Yeah. Um, I think that's quite a hard thing to do, actually. I think trying to remember that, you know, you've kind of got to care for yourself and keep yourself time, even though you've got these worries about getting things done. I think, you know, I think that's quite an important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I've just had you, no fucking motivation to do anything it's weird i finally got my work my little art workstation set up with me yes my desk and everything i just need to get i just need to get my art up on not my art but you know the art i've got framed up on the wall around me kind of thing yeah but we're in an argument at the moment because i like black frames and cat doesn't want black frames in this room okay what color does she want like the piney ones to match the furniture you know, when you're matching your frames to the furniture, it gets a bit excessive for me. Plus, I think, like, you know, sketches and pages and that sort of thing look better in black frames. Mm. It's my personal taste. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've not got a lot of space because I've got the shelves above my desk that have got my pens and my Rocketeer things on. Mm. And I bought, I finally managed to find the right size bookcase to go behind my desk where the fucking bit pulls out of the side. So I've got a nice little setup thing going on. 
Um, I will do photos once I've got the art up. It just mm. doesn't feel finished yet. But yeah, it's almost like I finally got it, and then it's been a bit, you know, that, you know, when you've been looking forward to something, and then the anticlimax once it's done. A bit like yeah. when you finish a con or you finish that big drawing project or something, you're like, hmm. <laughs> now what? To do next. Yeah, absolutely. If it wasn't for yeah. the fact I was doing the nerd strips for every Friday, I wouldn't have any motivation to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that, that'd be quite a good, sorry, speaking, shall we say, behind the scenes of this podcast, maybe that'd be quite a good little idea for, for another um, up-and-coming whole, uh, nerds podcast. Perhaps we talk about uh, desk setups and get other people to post photographs of their desks. Yeah. And that kind of setup. So we talk about it. Just an yeah. idea. Oh, I still want Tony of Tony's Toons fame. Do you know yeah. the guy who did some characters? I, so I like, know Tony, yeah. I, know, yeah. I want him to post oh. a video because he's got a little office shed thing that's his studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want yeah. him to do a video tour of his studio, but he still hasn't done it. Bastard. <laughs> does, he, does he listen to this? Maybe we should get in contact with him. It's good. Well, talk about uh, your art station setup. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can ask him. Yeah. I bought a Ash versus the Evil Dead box out of him a couple of months ago, so <laughs> still haven't watched it. <laughs> I've not seen that either. No, I want to watch it because he was selling it at a decent price. I was like, I know him, so I know it's coming from a decent place as well. It's not of like he's buying it in CX. Yeah, he's he he's, lives in one of the roads opposite the school we went to. Yeah. Yeah, just thought I, I don't want to give out his address. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he's not far away at all. So, because he was surprised because he thought I was based in Cheltenham, which I think most people okay. do because of doing the con in Cheltenham. Yeah. But, but yeah, to, but yeah, other than that, um, not been working on anything. Took the kids to Liverpool and Chester Zoo. Oh yeah, I saw the photographs of that. Because Jack's massively into the Beatles, so we did the Beatles story. And Red Pandas. And we did Red Pandas at Chester Zoo, because Dan loves Red Pandas. Did you do the uh, Red Panda experience? No, we didn't know you could get a Red Panda experience (laughs) until we were there. Because the first time we went up to the cage, they were like, oh yeah, they've just been fed. And then we realised it was the Red Panda experience. But when we went back later, there was one Red Panda that was just strutting from one side of the cage to the other and posing and then going back to the other side. You know, like the characters at Disney when they do the parade and they make sure they yeah. walk up to every person so they can get a photo. That's what that red panda was doing. <laughs> He's a pro. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was good, and Dan was happy. So, of we course, because that was the only thing he wanted to see at the zoo. He wasn't fussed about yeah. anything else. And then walking oh, all around okay. the zoo, he was like, "Oh no, I won't go now." <laughs> but so we uh, bored the tits off him. After. My sister and I did a um, an aardvark experience. Um, not long ago, um, mm-hmm. which was down at um, Longmeat, which oh, was right. really interesting. Yeah, because me and my sister, we do quite a few animal experiences over the years. And um, yeah, it was very interesting, actually. I kind of fell in love with them. They're, they're awesome. They basically, all they do is sleep and eat. That's basically what they do. So they're always asleep. You go in, you stick some food under their noses. They're suddenly interested. They get up, they eat the food. Then they go back when it's when it's all gone. They go back to sleep. That is literally their life. So what you're saying is they're living the dream. They are living the absolute motherfucking dream. I mean that's largely my retirement plan. <laughs> Eat and sleep. Yep. 
mean, what else is there? Exactly. I'm going to live like Garfield <laughs> and be voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, yeah, they're very odd looking creatures, but they're, they're really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, true story. I'm not generally a big zoo person, but mainly because you pay all that money and then none of the animals come out. Yeah. You're a bit like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. I mean, like, uh, you do plan <laughs> to have animals at the zoo at some point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we saw a couple. The chimps were quite active. Mm. One of them just dragging a load of hay bedding across the whole thing. And uh, the seals were fairly active, swimming and going up to the glass. That's always good fun. But, but yeah, and Dan bought three more stuffed red pandas for his collection. So. How many has he got now? I'll make it four now. So it's not a massive yeah. collection, but he's happy. And he got one of those little micro blocks. It's like really tiny, tiny, tiny Lego. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah. And I'm the poor bastard who had to build it. And it took me longer to build that than it did some of my big Lego sets. <laughs> It's so fiddly, yeah. Oh, it's fiddly, and you can't really tell from the instructions what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so it's a little bit of trial and error as well. But yeah, that was a bastard. I've told him he can have it on his shelf, but he can never touch it. <laughs> never touch it. <laughs> but yeah, fucking hell. Someone's running the tap upstairs. Made a hell of a noise. Apologies if that comes up on the mic. But yeah, no, other than that, it's been a work and just watching nothing <laughs> in that weird way i just get in from work and i'm like can't be fucked i'm just gonna sit here and whatever's yeah. on is on hopefully i'll fall asleep can't, it, can't even be asked to pick up the remote control yeah that's it so, well unless loose women's on uh, i don't get home early enough for loose women anymore luckily. <laughs> dodge that bullet but yeah it's uh yeah, like I say, just no real energy for at the moment. And with it gearing up for Christmas with work, it's going to be busy. And yeah. We seem to be delivering more and more COVID tests at the minute because that's going up. Yeah, it really is. In a shock move. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming, eh? I'm really glad we didn't bother doing troops next year. Mm. No, it's, it's still going to be around then. There's no fucking way we could have done troops and socially distanced it. Even if you don't have to socially distance, you have to have an acceptable amount of space. Yeah. I mean, I can't get a definitive number on how many people are at the lakes, although that's largely spread out across the town. Mm. So that's slightly different. It'd be interesting to see what the footfall's like at Thorpe. Yeah. Well, but yeah, and then, yeah, other than that, uh, I did the and why not comic book movie specials. I am aware of these, which uh, all ran smoothly and then ended it with you and I talking about the crow. Yeah. In which I which was a couple of days before. No, it was a week or so before it dropped. Oh, was that a week? Oh yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Yes, I was going to say it was the day after. Didn't you drop it for a very short time? Dropped it oh. for I think it dropped on the Tuesday and then I pulled it on the Friday. Yeah. Um, just because, and I mean, the worst thing is that in that episode, I say that you know the one, if there's any silver lining to the whole Brandon Lee thing, is that it will never happen on a film set again. Yeah, absolutely. And you know. And then a couple of days later. It did. 
And um, yeah, yeah. So the mini series at the moment it's due to drop again <coughs> this Friday as we're recording. Yeah. But obviously, I'm just keeping an eye on the news and how prevalent it is because even though it was recorded before, you don't want to look like you're jumping on a yeah. bandwagon. You don't want to be Don Jr. selling fucking t-shirts. Oh, no. Fucking crazy. Disgusting. Again, even if, like we said before, even if you hate Alec Baldwin, an innocent woman died. Mm. And it's just, I mean, fuck Don Jr. and fuck anybody who bought those t-shirts. Mm. I mean, generally, if you're behind that family anyway, <laughs> fuck you. But... <laughs> But yeah, it's, yeah, I don't care if we lose like our three listeners for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're not Trump supporters. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was a fucking shocking thing. To be honest, I found it so shocking that it didn't even occur to me what we'd recorded. Yeah. It wasn't until Susan from Dreamcage messaged me and was like, do you still want us to plug it on? Because they plugged the And Why Nots on the weekend oh, after do they? Oh, I see. I didn't know that. she yeah. was like in light of the things I was like I hadn't even thought of that so that's when I messaged you to see what you thought yeah and, um, but yeah so we decided to pull it so obviously for the people who'd already listened to it or downloaded it it was out there in the world but at the moment it's in limbo in limbo so yeah when those when it does redrop it'll drop out of order now because the monster squad episode went up on Halloween but it's just such a fucking I like to say I don't want to go into the details <coughs> they seem to know what happened now but there's been so much rolling news just speculating shit about it I, I hate that when it first happened there was no clear information yeah. you had some people going oh he was dicking around on set and he fucking pretended to shoot him and the gun went off and all that sort of bullshit it's like well no let's wait until and I mean, you know, obviously, the thoughts foremost with uh, the lady who died and, you know, her family. But at the same time, I mean, it can't be feeling good to be Alec Baldwin right now, can it? No, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's just such a... It shouldn't happen. I don't understand why they have loaded guns on set, so, even with loaded with blanks. There's got to be some kind of special effects you can do. So you well, yeah, by all accounts, things. it's one of the basic things in editing things is to add a gun, you know, a muzzle yeah. flare and a bit of smoke. Um, somebody was on about that the only thing with that is that you don't get the realistic recoil of the gun firing. It's like they're fucking actors. You can probably get somebody to train them what that recoil would be like. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of good at what they do, generally, actors. Mm. It wouldn't be that hard for him to sort of jolt back slightly with the force of a gun. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, but then, you know, Americans and guns. And I know Alec Baldwin was very much anti-gun in real life kind of thing. But even more so now. But yeah, like I say, it's just the fuckers who jumped on it as a political thing. Like, you know, directly after it happened as well. That's the worst and that's the fuckers who people vote for and get behind and think of decent people. There was clickbait about him. Oh, inside his, you know, his weird 
uh, life and you know the divorces and all that straight afterwards you know yeah well i mean the fact the whole thing was reported as you know alec baldwin shoots woman on film set yeah yeah even with a caption as well woman that alec baldwin shot there was a caption on the photograph on one of them yeah because i mean it should have been you know either cinematographer killed on alec baldwin film set or yeah. yeah. Even, you know, I'm going to butcher right. her name, I'm afraid, but is it Haliana Hutchins? Uh, yeah, I think it's Summer Hutchins, Haliana Hutchins, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's just, like I say, I get that Alec Baldwin's the clickbaity thing, but in that kind of thing, is that the story? You can still put Alec Baldwin's name in it if you absolutely feel it, but yeah, to go with Alec Baldwin shoots. And the thing that was bugging me as well is that, I mean, Cat watches Good Morning Britain, which is like the worst fucking clickbaity news fucking shit. <laughs> Even without Piers Morgan, it's still fucking awful. But it's like I say, it's that, you know, rolling news thing in there where they just speculate for ages. Just, yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's why the Crow episode isn't available for those that, you know, the three people that were wondering. Did anyone um, ask about it? No, because I think because I put a statement out, I think most people that listen. Are either subscribed, so it automatically downloaded anyway. Yeah. Or, you know, they listen to it on or uh, shortly after the day it dropped. But. Like I say, we recorded it beforehand. I don't think there's anything in it that's objectionable. Is at no point are we, you know, what's the word? You know, when you're being jovial about the whole Brandon Lee situation or taking the piss or, yeah, making light of it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think we do that at any point. It's just, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that. And while Brandon Lee was obviously trending as well at the same time. Yeah. You don't really want to be like, you know, you don't want your podcast coming up in that thread. Yeah, absolutely. It's just disrespectful. Nobody needs to be hearing about, you know, you and me talking about a film we loved in which somebody died in the same circumstances at the same time that it just happened. Mm. Not saying they would listen, but, you know. (laughs) But yeah, so. But yeah, and other than that, it's. Oh, I finished my one of my intention fails. I finished reading Bone. So that big bastard omnibus, I finally finished reading it. You there? You dead? I'm here. Yeah. Hello. Uh, hello. Sorry, I thought you passed out because I'd finished reading Bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I, did, I don't know what happened there. You, I, I thought you was that my my end or your end? I don't know. Obviously, I could hear me because I'm in the same room uh, as me. So, <laughs> so you finished Bone? I finished Bone, and then I rewarded myself with an awesome little bone and a Bartleby figure. <laughs> with a little bone, did you? <laughs> yeah, I gave myself a little bone. <laughs> So I've got that on my shelf. You've got a Barnaby as well? Yeah, Barnaby, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. So, and now Dan started reading Bone, but he's got the he's getting the yeah. Schooltastic colour ones. Okay. Yeah. So he's read the first one. He read that in two days while we were away, and then he's on the Great K race now. Mm-hmm. So and he's loving it as well. Lovely. He's doing that thing that you do where you find something funny in it, and then you come up and he shows me, or yeah. he shows Cat. He's like, this bit's really funny. Like when um, Phony jams the pie into Bone's mouth and his head goes the shape of the pie with the slice cut out of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I loved Bone. I thought I'd read the last few issues of Bone, but none of it rang a bell when I read it, which was a good thing because I got to read it fresh kind of thing. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, and then... I think I don't know why Dan started. What I was interested, I think, because he saw my figure and he liked it. Yeah. So he started reading. He wanted to start reading the comics. I bought him the first one. Well, you know, the first Schooltastic book. <coughs> Annoyingly, like the first one's available. The second one we have to buy second hand. The third one's available. It looks like we're gonna have to buy the fourth one second hand. Do you think a company like Schooltastic, they'd just always be in print? Yeah, you would do. Especially given that like they're that. aimed at children and children would want to read them all. Yeah. So, because it's like 107 quid to buy the complete omnibus in colour. Not that he needs it in colour, but and they, are, I just thought he'd enjoy it more in colour. Because you know, kids in bright colours. And uh, plus, we've already got. Which is ironic, too. The main characters are white. Yeah, it's quite nice in colour though. Yeah. It worked well in colour. I think I prefer the black and white. But... Yeah, I do. But I don't, I don't black and white. I didn't really want to give him the uh I didn't really want to give him the big brick. But I'll read that. Yeah. It's a bit overwhelming for a child and Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> it's, is. It's yeah. kind of overwhelming for an adult. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I don't think I'm gonna hit any of my other intention fails this year, which was to do all of Strains in Paradise again and Too Much Coffee Man Omnibus. Yeah. But I might give that a bash, but I'm not sure. But yeah, Dan's reading that and Jack started reading Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. Because he wanted to watch the film. I was like, read the books first. Do it the way I did it, and then we'll watch the film together. And uh, so far, he's in lesbian with it. <laughs> lesbian with it? <laughs> yes, do you not remember the thing in the film? I, yes, I do, I do. It took me a second, yes, I do. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you did, because otherwise, <laughs> I'm angry lesbians <laughs> coming after us. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh... So that's quite exciting to see them back on the comics. But yeah. Um, what about you? You've been reading anything exciting? Um, reading. Uh, no comic books at the moment. Um, sorry, it's going to blow my nose. Um, no comic books at the moment. I am going slow going through the Jack Reacher books. Uh, I've just finished the most terrible Fleming Jack Reacher book, in my opinion. Which one was that? Dull. Um, it's called. Um, um, it's called bloody called hang on uh, please hold caller it was called uh, looking on my thing um, hang on I think it was number 12 okay I'm not sure which one that is and it's oh, my internet's gone down there we go. And it is called. Sorry, 
bear with me a second. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the third one. Yeah. Have you seen the TV series coming out? I've seen the TV series is coming, yeah. And it's got the guy who played Aquaman in Smallville as Jack Reacher, hasn't it? Yes, it. That's the one. Um, I'm a bit disappointed they didn't make any more films. I loved that first one. The second nothing one. Nothing to lose. There you go. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The but second I mean, film. The entire, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The book, as I said, this book is basically him going back and forth from two two towns and that's all it's about him going back and forth about 10 times you just get lost yeah i think with the exception of the first one the last two books the second and third book they just sort of hit a point where you just kind of like oh this is just get on with it now yeah fuck's sake (laughs) it's like we've still got 100 pages to go and we should be wrapping it up yeah um and it's just like say in the third one it's smart people doing stupid things for the sake of putting them in a position where they can either be killed or drag the plot out a little bit more yeah so, i will finish it i found with the second one that i left it for about a year and then came back to it and got back into it again can you remind me what happens in the third one third one's tripwire it's where the guy is pretend using somebody else's name after vietnam oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know it. I know it. I know it. it. It was a helicopter crash. Yeah, and he buys up, or he loans money to businesses and then fucks them out of it straight away. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just not massively. It was quite compelling to begin with. I find the Reacher books yeah. start strong and then either lose momentum partway through and pick up again at the end, or they just sort of peter out to the final page. Mm. That's having only read two and a bit books. <laughs> They do start to get quite formulaic. Yeah, you I've know, heard that. I've, I've are, got them all. Like, yeah, there are like five or six things that you know will happen, including, you know, he's he's going to know before you do as a reader. So, um, so a clue. Or, you know, he always keeps some kind of clue back or some kind of theory back that he knows, but nobody else knows. It keeps going on about, oh, I know, I know what's going on, but he doesn't tell anybody. That's annoying. He always yeah, because they do that thing, don't they, where it's... um you know, Reacher's about to explain it, but then we'll do three chapters doing something else. So by the point time yeah. you get back to Reacher and he's explaining it, you know, what the fuck was he explaining again? Yeah. Because, you know, it's been three chapters in this book, but it's also been like six weeks since I last picked it up. <laughs> but uh, the book I mean, the one at the moment, the new one, at the moment I'm only about, I'm only about five or six chapters in and it is quite promising so far, but it's written in a, in a first-person perspective, which is the first Reacher book I've read that is actually written differently. The first one was first-person, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, Killing Floor was, yeah. Because oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he seems to do it from first-person, third-person. Yeah. Oh, in that case, yeah, well, this one again, this is the first one I've read in a long while then, but um, yeah. it's first-person. Yeah, it's like really I said, for the plot. I bought them all because they had them dirt cheap in Tesco's for a long time, and then it's cheaper to just buy them as soon as they come out and stick them on the shelf. Because yeah. mm. it's not just him anymore, is it? It's his brother. Him and his brother, yeah. And then his brother will take it over. Mm, that's it. Part of me does kind of think, we could just end it when you end it. Lee, we yeah. don't have to carry on. But I don't know. More money in it carrying on, I suppose, isn't there? But, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, other than that, um, 
the other comic I read, I'll do my shout outs later. Um, and then, yeah, it's been a fairly slow month for reading, to be fair. Mm. Once I got stuck into the last few chapters of Bone, I really got stuck into that. Um, I've not read much else. Like odd issues of things, but nothing exciting. And yeah, um, watching wise, the big TV one for me was Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Have you started that Just, yet? I haven't, but you've been saying how good it was. It's all on there now. It's super, there's one episode that's done from the perspective of a deaf character. So okay. it's, all, it's all done in American Sign Language oh, until the very last line when Steve yeah. Martin speaks. But yeah, it's yeah. Re- I, those things can be hit and miss, but they did yeah. it perfectly. It okay. was basically it's like a half hour foreign film because it's all subtitles because obviously not everybody knows ASL. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. One ongoing plot. It's one ongoing murder mystery kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been renewed for a second series as well. Do you think that's a good thing? Uh, I do. When they first said it was getting a second series, and I was partway in, I was like, I kind of feel like we could. I'm not sure where we're going to go with the second series, but then it ends, and you're kind of like, no, I can see a second series. Oh, I can't see it dragging on for like years and years, but I think you could probably yeah. get two or three good series out of it. Yeah. Um, there was one episode where it was a bit. Depends on your feeling on slapsticky sort of stuff. It was one episode mm. that I was like, this is getting a bit fucking stupid. But there's a whole great episode where they think that Sting is the murderer. Sting? Yeah, Sting lives in their building. And actually played by Sting? Actually, Sting actually playing Sting. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and it's there's a so yeah there's a brilliant sting episode yeah but yeah that's a strong contender for my favorite tv series of the year nice uh which in a year where we had l- several mediocre marvel series <laughs> <coughs> yeah but we're gonna have to start thinking about our highlights of the year it's getting to that time of year yeah absolutely yeah uh, like i say i've been Logging all the films I've watched this year, and I've logged all the comics I've read, but I didn't think to log the TV series I've watched, so I'm struggling to remember ones I have watched. But yeah. I'm actually cutting I, down on the TV series I've watched. It's like Arrow yeah. and the well, Arrow's finished, but The Flash and Supergirl and all that. I'm really struggling to get any excitement for going back to kind of pandemic shutting some certain series down has been kind of a good thing because I've not, not actually missed them. Mm. <laughs> Those cliffhangers they left me on, I'm just kind of, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, I went back to the cinema okay. on my own. I mean, we've been back to watch Free Guy with the kids, but I went back on my own for No Time to Die. Yeah. The uh, final Daniel Craig Bond film. Um, have we not spoken about that yet? You and I no, have. We not, have, yeah. But not on this. No, we haven't done one since. Okay. I think the last episode we did was just before my birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. Or just after my birthday. No, just before. Um, yeah, so that was a Bond film. But my thing with the Craig films is I generally need to watch them twice. But I'm not willing to go back to the cinema to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, last month was a fairly quiet month for watching films. I watched um, Seth's Dominion after listening to Tom Stewart and Tony talking about Seth on an episode okay. of Never Had Anything. Um, who I didn't know before, but I'm definitely slipping. 
I thought the documentary in the book it comes with was a good place to start, which it was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely slipping into that world, diving into the comics, it's some all the you know, books and that. Um message Tom so, after what's, what's it called? Seth. Seth's Dominion is the film and the okay. book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's I can't remember what his real name is, but he it's either late eighties or nineties, wanted an edgy name, so he went with Seth. He wanted to be dark <laughs> and yeah. gothic sort of and picked Seth. Which now, obviously, you think Seth, you think Seth Green, Seth MacFarlane, Seth Rogen. Or Emmerdale. Or Emmerdale, if that's the way you roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, there's a couple of films at the cinema that I kind of want to see, but I can wait, like Halloween Kills. Yeah. I'm not sure I can be asked to go to the cinema to watch that. It looks a bit, I don't know, it's had mixed reviews. It looks like it might be one to watch at home. How about Carnage? Uh, again, I can wait. Yeah. I quite enjoyed Venom in the end. I didn't think I would, but it's like I think the best reviews I saw for the first Venom was, you know, it's the best 2005 comic book movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been rewatching stuff. I rewatched Manhunter and The Exorcist the other day. Um, which I've not seen The Exorcist for ages. Not in Manhunter for ages, actually, as well. I love both those films. They were my Halloween yeah. picks. Yeah. Exorcist, I wasn't going to watch, but then I turned Manhunter off and it was just starting, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a little bit. And then ended up watching the whole thing. But it <coughs> got to me in a different way as a parent. I don't think I've seen it since I've become a parent. Yeah. That gives you an idea of how long ago it was, because I was obsessed yeah. with The Exorcist for a while. Exorcist and Exorcist 3, I was watching it. Oh, and Manhunter, to be fair. Back in the days where I'd watch a film like once or twice a week, possibly more. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a, yeah, still a great movie though. It is good. Not sure how I feel about the reboot. Uh, is that a rebooting? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, they're giving it the Halloween treatment, so it's sort of a reboot um, continuation kind of thing. Yeah. They'll ignore the other sequels. Which bothers me because I love three, but at the same time, three still exists. It's yeah. not like they erase the other films. Um, no memory. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the 2018 Halloween, but I don't think it was like you know, the saving grace of the franchise that everybody built it up to be. Mm. Everybody just seemed to see it as like the second coming. It's like it was fine, but it's not amazing. I can't really remember much of it. I remember Please. her having a basement. Yeah. That film. Yeah. That film ended perfectly. That was like, that's where yeah. it should have ended. Michael Myers burning to death in the basement of the house. But no, they decided that it was going to be a trilogy, which means you get a second film where you know he's not going to die. Yeah. So what's your real investment in it? But. Like I said, I haven't seen it yet, so it might work. But a few people I know whose opinions I respect have said it's pretty middle film. Yeah. I think the general consensus seems to be that until you've seen it as a whole with the third film, you can't really judge it. But it seems to be a lot of people doing stupid things for the sake of dragging out a horror film. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, you know. Where you think you've killed him, but instead of making sure by just putting a couple of rounds into his head. <laughs> and cutting off, yeah, holding up his head, his disembodied head. That's it. We'll just walk away. 
because people learn nothing. But but yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, I've not really got a lot apart from the trailer for Bold. John Tucker shared that today. Uh, oh, did he? I have to look that one up. I Go to his Twitter. It. It's on there. Or oh, I shared it on my Twitter. Yeah, okay, um, I will do that. I'm like one. I'm really, I'm just massively pleased for John Tucker. Absolutely. Because you know, I, well, you and I, we both love John's work. I love Bold as well. Um, but the film looks ace. It's, um, it will premiere at the Leeds Film Festival on the 11th and be available to watch oh, online. Yeah. Um, like I say, I'm massively excited for it. Um, and like I say, I'm just massively excited for John as well. It's got to be awesome to see your comic turned into a. Can you imagine? Regardless yeah. of how you feel about you know, comics being adapted into movies, um, it looks like they stay true to the comic as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks really. It's only a short trailer because obviously it's only a short film. But um, yeah, and, you know, premiering at the Leeds Film Festival. That's yeah, fucking awesome. Pretty cool. I think Leeds might have been the one we applied to. Okay. Way back with uh, strangers, we didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different beast. But yeah, but yeah, that's largely it for me. You got anything you've been watching? Or... Well, yes. <coughs> I'll give you three guesses. What movie franchise I am currently re-going through? Take it in mind, I'm Legally kind blonde. of hitting... No, oh, damn it. <laughs> Take it in mind, I have been reliving my love of 80s movies. And it isn't an 80s movie. Well, it is. Yeah, okay. Um, I was going to say, it's not Rocky, because I, I, every year I go for the Rocky movies, so it's not Rocky. Okay. Go. Rambo. Not Rambo. Uh, Robocop. Oh, daily. No, I know how much you love Robocop 3. <laughs> um, I, I, sw- I could give you a clue by telling you how many movies there are. Yeah, that'll probably do it. Seven. Police Academy. Yes. I mean, go for the Police Academy movies. How's that oh going? My, oh my God, they are so racist and sexist. Um, yeah, I mean, that was part of the thing when we were talking about Monster Squad on the And Why Not the other day. It's like... yeah. Damien was like, it has his problems. I was like, well, to be fair, it's an 80s movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love them. They're, they're kind of one of those things where I have fond memories from my childhood, you know. I always used to watch it with my dad and just laugh or tits off. Um, oh, I used to, it used to be the highlight. My dad loved those films. We used to rent the new ones when they came out. Yeah. I up to Miami Beach. That might have been the last one. No, Mission to Moscow was the last one. No, yeah, but I mean, that might have been oh, sorry, the last sorry, one sorry, we sorry, rented. No. Uh, well, no, what was the sixth one? City Under Siege. Oh, sorry. Six was City Under Siege. Uh, City Under Siege was the last Miami one we rented Beach. from the video shop. I think five was the one that always seemed to be on telly. Yeah. yeah four was Citizens of Patrol, which I honestly can't remember hardly any of it. Uh, I must have Police Academy 3 and Police Academy 4 medal left in my head. Um, because I, I watched, there's so much of Police Academy 4 I could remember. Four's the one that ends with Mahoney going off with Sharon Stone in the air balloon, or is it King Control? No, it's Sharon Stone, isn't it? King Control is only in the first one. First one, yeah. It's um, yeah, Sharon Stone. Yeah. And that's the last Mahoney one. 
I, I was totally because it's been a very a very long time since I watched them. I was completely unaware that um, Harris, Lieutenant Harris, is only in the first is in the first one, and then not in it again till the fourth one. Didn't he? And then it's taken over by Mauser. Because Mauser and Harris are basically the same character, but, but but played by different people. But they are basically exactly the same character. In fact, and which one's Harris? Harris is the antagonist, isn't he? He's the, the bad guy in the first one. Yeah, he's the one that... Um, Didn't yeah, he in the second one? I thought his head goes up a horse's ass in the second one. No, that's the, I think that's the, no, that's, that's the first one, I think. No, the second one is Mauser. Is it? But what's really confusing is in the second one, it introduces Proctor. But so, but, but Proctor is Mauser's right-hand man, you see. And then uh, when it goes back to the fourth one, when the Harris is back in it, then suddenly Proctor is now Harris's right-hand man. So G.W. Bailey was Harris, wasn't it? G.W. Bailey was Harris, yeah. And then... Um, um, Mauser is hang on I know he's dead now Cheery hey it's a Cheery yeah Mauser uh, Police Academy was played by Arthur Metrano um, yeah he's yeah he's the one who um, he was, he's washing his hair and, uh, and Mahoney puts glue in it and he ends up getting his hands stuck to his hair and he walks out of the shower and he's naked and he's got his hands to it on his hair and he can't see. Mm. <laughs> oh, it says he is in the second one, but as wedding guest uncredited, so he must just be milling around in the background. Oh, really? OK. That's know. weird. I thought Harris was in all of them. Yeah, I did as well. I absolutely did. But it's because Mauser and Harris are so similar characters. Yeah, they're basically weird. the same characters. So I reckon, I would imagine, G.W. Bailey wasn't available. So they already, already had it written, so they did a minor rewrite. Because, yeah. The Is it Mauser who gets his head up a horse's ass in the second one? Then it must yeah, I be. Don't, I, no, I, I don't I'm sure it's the second that. film where somebody's head goes up a horse's ass. I remember that happening, but I think that must, might have been the first one. I can't remember. No, I can't. Like you say, they all kind of bleed into one, don't they? They really do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know and they're on about always... making. I know they're on about making a new one. Yeah, at a certain they were point, on about but... that when um, when because I I met um, Michael Winsler. That's right. In Gloucester, I was the reason I went there was to meet Michael Winsler. And he was talking about we we went to see, went to see a talk with him. Oh yeah, you're fucking traitor. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about um, the, the the movie, um, and he was saying this imminent, and it was him. I think he was saying that um, Steve Gutenberg was going to come back to it as well, but um, that never really happened, did it? No, no. But he did pop up in the um, Goldbergs. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's the science teacher. Did oh, you ever watch the animated series? Uh, no, I haven't. There was also was there a live action series as well. Yeah, um, in the late nineties. Yeah. I never saw. <coughs> um, no, I never. It only ran for twenty six episodes, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about the series. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see, actually, just as a curiosity. 
But yeah, I remember the animated series. I remember having some of the action figures from the some uh, of the toys that came out. Yeah. Um, if in the opening credits of Brooklyn Nine Nine, the figure that um, Andy Samberg's looking at, yeah, at his desk in the opening credit, that's a Police Academy action figure. Oh, okay. I think that was the Mahoney one. Yeah. Because the animated series used to end with the little PSAs, like you know the dangers of listening to the radio in the bathtub, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, see, I'm always tempted to kind of re, because the box set's always generally dirt cheap for the Police Academy movies. Yeah. I'm always tempted to take a punt, because the first one I was, well, I remember really liking the first one. First was very, very good. My favourite gag in the first one is still the, um, with the two guys, you know, the hard nut guys that end up under Harris. Go in and get their hair cut like they're in the army. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, just, <laughs> yeah. My sits there, he's just, just a little off the back. <laughs> what you can do that? Yeah, it's not the army, son. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, speaking of little moments in eighties movies, Jack and I watched um, Ghostbusters two. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So he's, he's ready now for Afterlife, but I was left with mixed feelings about Afterlife after it, in that I'm excited for it, but at the same time little bit trepidatious okay it's kind of like the bits i love in ghostbusters particularly are like the tiny little howard ramus bits it's like in the first one where they flick on the proton packs for the first time in the lift and then you just see him in the back of the shot slowly edging away (laughs) that's it yeah 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 and on the second film i I love the do ray egon bit my no yeah it's the tiny little bit in that where he tells um dana that venkman's never mentioned her and yeah. then when she looks sad, he's just got the little probe and he's checking because he's doing the tests, isn't he, on people's psyche yeah. Yeah, about it's... emotions. It's just the way he sort of does it. I can't say I've ever noticed that. That's what I love about it. It's such a tiny little bit, but it's such a great piece of Howard Ramer's acting. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm excited for Afterlife, but at the same time, I'm like, so much time's passed. So Jack was watching the because somebody on YouTube would cut all the cutscenes from the move, the um, video game that's meant to be like the third movie. Oh, okay. So they basically cut all those together, so it's like an hour and a half movie. Yeah. Obviously, with bits of gameplay in the middle. Um, so I was, part of me was tempted to watch that just so I knew the story. Is it the same story? What the game? As as the new movie, yeah. No. New movies okay. a different story, but yeah. Okay, sorry. No, the game was like what they said was the closest we probably ever get to a third Ghostbusters film with the original cast. Yeah. Especially once Harold Ramis died as well. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like this new film with them releasing the action figures showing the original Ghostbusters suited up. Yeah. I mean, you know that mo- it's kind of sport it because if they now don't do that in the film, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also going to be sitting there throughout the film going, wonder when the originals are going to show up. Yeah, exactly. All fucking suited and booted. Yeah, so that's kind that's of ruined it a little bit. I'd have rather, you know, there were rumours that, a bit like the new Spider-Man movie, there's rumours yeah. that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, although even with that, I think you're going to be sitting watching it going, when they're going to pop up, when they're going to pop up. <laughs> but it's almost like that shit, you want to go in completely cold, don't you? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like I really wished I didn't know Hulk was in Ragnarok. Yeah. 
Yeah, although he comes up, he pops up quite early in that. Yeah, he does. He does. I, I get the feeling with this Ghostbusters that it's going to be somewhere around the park <laughs> the original Ghostbusters are going to turn up. Yeah. Although I know there's a phone call to raise a cult. Yeah, because that's on the trailer. Yeah. But I really like the second Ghostbusters movie. I know we got I do, a lot of shit at the time. I, I absolutely adore the second. I, I think I like the second one probably as much as I like the first one. Yeah, and I mean, because I've have, got. You don't have the problematic thing of Venkman taking fucking drugs to knock somebody out on a date. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he is an absolute sleazeball. Like, like in the first one, when he first meets her, he's, you know, she's wanting his help and he's all over her. Oh, yeah, it's full on 80s taking advantage. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite Harrison Ford and Blade Runner taking advantage. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. But once you see that supercut of Harrison Ford's characters sort of forcing himself upon women. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, I don't think Han Solo is that cool. <laughs> it's like, and, it, you know, it's it's not a slight on Harrison Ford at all. That is entirely how, you know, strong male heroes were portrayed in those sort of movies, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've only got to look at James Bond from the 60s. Yeah. I mean, you're not giving these women a lot of choice here. <laughs> I'm not sure I should be rooting for you. But at the same time, you, you don't go into them looking at them as, you know, feminist icons kind of thing, do you? Not excusing yeah. it, but you kind of have to accept it as, you know, when it was. Yeah. Kind but of no, thing. I got, such, I got such fond memories of Ghostbusters 2 when I was a kid, especially of the painter that I remember Kellogg's Cornflakes did a, did a promotion. Yeah. And on the back was a picture of Vigo, the painting, the Vigo painting. And I just remember being absolutely obsessed with it, just staring at it. I loved it. it really well, that's when you were possessed me. by the painting of Vigo, wasn't it? That's the one, yeah. Because I remember how pissy you got when I tried to paint a little kitten on there. Yeah. He was just <laughs> missing his kitten. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... For... <coughs> but yeah, that's this month, isn't it? Afterlife. In November, end of November, yeah. So that's uh, when we're going to go on our... Uh, Two gay dads take my son to. Yes, we are absolutely. Cinema date. Yeah. Um, actually, I actually entered a competition for free tickets in Stroud, so chances are we might get free tickets. Ooh. But I haven't got. And in Stroud, parking street. Yeah, Stroud's or Stroud Cinema's good actually. I like Stroud Cinema. I've never been to Stroud Cinema. I always yeah, think I right. should because it's fucking. It's an all. Everybody says it's an all right cinema, and the parking, like yeah. saying Stroud, is like seventy p yeah. and a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, I remember when people were livid that they put the price of parking up by 20p. <laughs> so you should come to Gloucester, mate. Yeah. It costs more than the budget of the film to park if you go and watch two films at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> true. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it for that then. So should we get into the main body of what we were going to talk about? Main body. Sure. Okay. Awesome. Be- so, Law and Order is coming back for season 20. <laughs> uh, no, you've been doing a lot of commissions. I've been very, very busy. I have, yeah. You have. You've been, you've been whoring yourself right out there in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, first of all, yes. let's talk about the awesome thing that you finally revealed that was you created a mascot for. What is the thing? Okay, so it was a company. I, it was a, a company in Chicago, just to name drop places. 
Um, are they, it's a Home of the Griswolds. Called, yeah. <laughs> um, a company called uh, Mass FX. No, it's not called that's a magazine. It's called Master FX. And um, they create practical effect machines for things like stage shows, movies, concerts, that kind of thing. Uh, they create, they build and sell, manufacture and sell uh, things like smoke machines, um, tea, uh, confetti cannons, smoke machines, um, uh, snow machines, wind turbines, that kind of thing. And um, they're, they're basically, they're a very um, like closed unit, as in their office is above their warehouse. So they distribute, they build and distribute them themselves. They've got like a team of people awesome. and they invent all the machines. It's really cool. And um, they got in contact with me going back, uh, it would have been August. And they said, that, I don't know how they got, how they found my name, but they asked me if and they said they were interested in a, uh, a concept, a, a, a character that they could use in their merchandise and on their, and on their, um, on their adverts um, and also uh, um, on their social media. And they wanted some kind of either a robot or astronaut. So obviously, I only heard the first the first choice. Because you love like, astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, they wanted. They kind of described exactly kind of what they wanted. And just reading the brief, I thought, yeah, this is right up my street because the the, the description they were like a description of what they wanted the character to be like, and they wanted it to be. Mis mischievous um they wanted to be a bit, a bit clumsy cute uh very full of expression his head full of expression a little bit you know gets into trouble quite a lot um you know that, that kind of thing and how they wanted to use it they wanted to almost pretend it was part of their crew part of their like it was an employee um so i came up with the idea of uh painting them into photographs so uh, I, I did a first kind of a range of different of, of ideas and characters. Just like this, just a page. It's like a like a, a complete mind a mind melt on a page. Just some sketches of robots and trying to cover like all the bases, like two legged robots, four legged robots, uh, robots with a screen for a face, robot with a camera for a face. You know, multi arms, two arms. Uh, you know, sort of androidy kind of robots, robots that kind of walked along. You know, with, you know, like a spider, that kind of thing. Just trying to. Get, Basically, just chop the as much as I could, really. And, um, yeah, so I ended up coming up with um, this character, which, after the first idea, they pinpointed three ideas that they liked, and they were quite close to each other, um, which was quite, quite cool, because I got a really good sense of what they were after from this project. Yeah. So uh, I produced. So yeah. So the second time, second one, I um, I produced uh, this character and I gave him a name called Max because it is a bit obvious. They're called Master FX. Why not Max? It seems a bit ob too obvious. You know, too much of a coincidence for you to put that name together. And um, and, and yeah, I, I got it in three attempts. I got what they wanted in three attempts, which was really cool. It didn't go on forever. I mean, I think it was about three weeks worth. And I created this character for them. And what was really nice is they kept going back to they liked you know, they liked the design of Zoot and they wanted it close to Zoot, which I'm quite comfortable with, as you can imagine. 
Um, and so that's basically it. And I, I felt a bit, oh, hang on a minute, all I'm doing is drawing a zoom with a different head. But then I was thinking about it. And if you like uh, uh, Matt Dixon, for instance, his amazing O2 robot. Yeah. And the O2 adverts, that's a Matt Dixon. And that is basically pretty much, I reckon they did the same, O2 probably did the same to him, said, we like this robot you always draw. Can you do us a, a version of it? You know? Um, yeah, because so I saw somebody had messaged him. Yeah. Being like, O2 are using your robot. He was like, yeah, I know I was involved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so so that was it. And so that's been going on ever since. Uh, so I did that back in, oh, before, I think the, the, the character was designed back in early September. And then what they're going to do is they're going to decide how they want, you know, they want to come back to me and say, oh, we've got this promotion coming up, for instance, can we have it doing this? And then I'll do it and send it back to them and they'll use them in their adverts and things like that. Uh, the latest one I did was for a Halloween party that they were doing. Uh, they wanted a Max dressed up as some kind of, the brief was it Max dressed up as some kind of Halloween costume, in some kind of Halloween costume, and another monster by him that we can cut their face out of the monster so that people can stand behind it and stick their face through. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up doing a like a Frankenstein with my face cut out, and then Max in front of the Frankenstein um, holding a trick-or-treat basket wrapped in, very loosely wrapped in bandages, so it looks like he's, you know, a very bad mummy. And, uh, a very went, bad mummy. <laughs> and uh, it went then really well, and uh, they seemed to really, really like it. And the, what, what they did with it was great. They posted loads of photographs of it, and um, they'd they they must have they printed it on some kind of canvas or some kind of vinyl material, and massive, absolutely massive, and stretched it on these, um, you know, like you know the, the scaffolding they use in concerts for lights. Uh, yeah. I don't know the proper name for it, you know, like the black kind of like like uh, like girders, if you like. And they strapped it on there, and it looks really really cool. And they they had like two smoke machines blowing green green smoke up it as well. It looks awesome. really cool. And um, the picture I chose, I chose because they said I could use their pictures. And the picture I used, um, just I used it just because it looks just like my mate, like my mate Craig looks like Wiggy. <laughs> and in fact, my my sister-in-law said, "Oh, I really liked um, the photograph that you posted, where you photoshopped with his head onto it." And I was like, "No, I didn't. They looked just like it." <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that was that was that one there. Um, so this is going to be an ongoing thing now. I'll just wait for them to kind of call me up and say, "Right, can we have him doing this, or can we have him doing that?" Um, so it's going really, really well. That's quite awesome. exciting, with- really. Without being crass, is that like yes. an ongoing paid gig or? So okay, okay just. Or is so it an exposure? Obviously, don't talk, <laughs> no. don't talk numbers and the like, but. No, 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 absolutely. You know, it is, it is something. It is there is payment involved, and we agreed. I'm paying them quite a lot of money for these ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so what it was, they asked me for a quote. Uh, in fact, we're talking about it because this is kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, so they asked me, oh, "What would you, you know, what what kind of quote?" And now payment is something I have. Uh, it's it's the weakness in my armour. I haven't got a clue what to charge. So I said to them, "Can you can you tell me what is your budget? Can you give me an idea of what you'd be willing to spend?" And they did. And so we went for that. So what they're doing? They're, they're, we we agreed on an amount for the character design in the first five uh, finished pieces. 
uh, of like whatever they asked me for, you know, like, um, you know, so in doing different things. And then we've, we've agreed a smaller amount for the exi- you know, for ongoing, ongoing ones. Uh, so, yeah, so um, it is going to be in a very much an ongoing gig. Um, hopefully, hopefully if they like it, they seem to like the work so far, they keep coming back to me. What, what they did for their first photograph, they really went to town with it because I asked, said to them, could you stage a photograph for me and then I can paint him in and it would look like he's his first day on the job, you know, and he's look all posh and being a bit nervous, maybe have him in the warehouse or something. But they completely went nuts with it. What they did is they staged the two, two of their employees, they staged it and they photoshopped some fire. So it looked like Max had inadvertently set fire to one of the machines and they were kind of panicking and like chucking like one had his hands up on his hair and looking you know on his head and looking horrific and there's Matt's kind of shrugging the same I don't know what I did you know and they got as I said they spent a whole afternoon staging these photographs for me which was brilliant That's awesome. uh, so that was really really good fun it was they really took it on board yeah I, I love that and they came um, to build you for the photos <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's it. I got to pay for those photos. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that was really, really nice. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so this is going to be an ongoing thing, um, which is which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so the, the whole, as I said, the whole charging thing. There's that. I mean, this still is not something I'm very comfortable with at all. Because no, you're you're the I, same as me, aren't you? <laughs> I generally message you to be like, how much should I charge for this? On yeah. the few, few occasions I've been asked to do something for money. I mean, I ask people, I ask random people, how much would you charge for it? And they say an amount, and I'd be like, oh, not a chance would I get that. No. You know, and then then you ask someone like, um, you know, somebody else who might think that exposure is really, um, you know, is is more important, and they'll say like, oh, just charge this. But at least they'll they're, they're talk about your work and they get it out there. But I'm thinking, yeah, but if I charge that. And it takes me 12 hours to do. I'm about a quarter of the minimum wage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so well, that's it. I mean, the whole exposure thing is fine. And if you're happy with the exposure thing, then rock on. But it also sets a dangerous precedent of people going to people expecting shit for free ex- because you expe- did it for free. Expectation. Yeah, exactly that. You know, um, I'm on a bit of a thing with it at the moment with a job, a little bit uh, with, with, a, with what some job I'm doing. Um, where I think I basically, you know, maybe charged a little bit too, too low, but um, thankfully that's resolving itself. But you're quite right. Once you do it once, then, you know, you're kind of making the rod for your own back, you know? Yeah. So do you set up, I mean, like, clear parameters for what they will get for that money? I, it, it depends on the job. Because, yeah, I mean, there's, there's of... the danger that you'll um, be like, yeah, it'll, say, for example, it'll cost you £100. Yeah. It's a fairly straightforward job. I'll charge you my basic amount, which is £100 for argument's sake. I'm not saying that is. Obviously, you know, people contact you for your price list. Um, <laughs> but it's just a nice, round, easy number. And then, yeah. oh, fuck it, say, like, you know, it's an easy job. You'll do it for 20 quid. Yeah. But then they start fucking wanting redrafts and to do the whole thing again or to change the colour or to flip it 360 That's degrees. That's just it. So what you've got to say is, um, although I don't do that, but that is absolutely a very good point. You know, they, uh, but it's a case of, right, for this price, you'll get, um, you know, you'll get the initial design, you'll get one amendment or two amendments or one hour of amendments, you know, um, and then do it that way because you are right. You don't want people, you know, starting off um, and just 
completely changing it and you end up when you've you budgeted for a job that'll take you i don't know three hours you end up yeah. seven hours on it you know well yeah because i know you've had things in the past where you've done portraits for people not naming specific yeah. people or you know specific examples but where somebody has then been kind of like you know oh thanks for doing it but can you change the chin the hair color actually use this photo instead of that photo yeah there have you been kind of, occasions well, that's, yeah. that's the whole redo of the fucking job <laughs> Yeah, um, that, that's the it. But <coughs> I mean, I'm still starting out, and I don't want to seem that you know. I, it's basically, they are. I'm in the whole thing where because I'm I'm used to as a designer on my day job. You're used to doing work for people. Well, yeah, and I mean, a job like that will, in theory, open the door for. Not saying you should do it for free, but there will be an element of exposure to it. Unlike, say, yeah. you know, doing Steve in the office's pet portrait. Yeah. Yeah, if you post it online and other people like it, well, let's look at the breastfeeding babies' pictures that sort of took off. Yeah, hi, John. (laughs) You got exposure on that one. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think where at the moment, uh, maybe where I'm undercharging, I think that's probably at the moment doing me some good as well because, you know... um, (laughs) There is an element, I know the whole doing it for exposure is very much kind of frowned upon because people might expect it. But at the moment, I am at the stage, I'm still going through... I think to a certain degree, you earn the right to charge a certain amount of money, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I could rock in and be like, you know, yeah, I'll do that. It'll be 250 quid. It's like, well, Mm. based on what? It's like, well, I did a a, uh, murder she wrote drawing for a friend and uh, I did a museum piece. (laughs) But yeah, that's cool. Uh, your mate Andy says he'll do it for this. It's like, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, there's also the thing that if people come into you, they're doing it because of your style. Yeah. You know, you're not pitching for a job. They're coming to you. And so uh, they know, you know, so again, you don't want to turn around and say, I mean, you could, because you've kind of got a monopoly of your style. You could say, right, okay, I can do this for you. This will take me, you know, eight hours at 50 quid an hour, which isn't what I charge, by the way. Um, but to me, that's completely wrong. That's a little, there's an arrogance in that for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to become arrogant. I, 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 I want people to, of course, I want people to post my stuff, you know, and I want people to tell, you know, tell everyone about, you know, show my work to other people. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's still it's something I've got. I'm getting better with my, with being more, a bit more demanding with my, you know, because at the end of the day, you're doing a job for somebody. Yeah. You know? But again, another thing is that it's kind of stopped being a hobby. Yeah, that's always been the thing that sort of put me off is when it feels like I've got to do it rather than I'm doing it because yeah. I want to do it. And the, at the moment, I am working. I mean, I'm working. There's nothing here. I'm actually working at the moment as I'm talking to you. Sorry, I mean. Um, right. But it's one of those things where I'm actually I got um, I, I'm coming over from my job, my everyday job, and then I'm you know kept having some tea go for a run or whatever and then I'm cracking straight on and I'll be working probably till about one o'clock, two o'clock tomorrow morning you know and at the moment I am really enjoying it there have been cases where I mean like oh, do you know what? I really want the night off and I've got a deadline coming up so I can't really um, and I don't have a lot of time bizarrely I'm too busy drawing to do any drawing yeah. if that makes sense you know, that's always the worst thing when I'm working on a comic which admittedly it's for me but at the same time sometimes I'm just like 
I just kind of want to draw that instead. Yeah. <laughs> Which, absolutely. at least for me, I can be kind of like, like, no one's waiting for this. I can tuck that to one side. But at the same time, there's still the part of you that's like, no, I need to focus on getting this fucking done. Mm. Otherwise, it'll end up in the pile of, you know, half-finished comics that I never got around to doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you've got to keep the momentum up. You know, you, you've got to keep the... I mean, I do get a lot of satisfaction when the job's done. Yeah. You know, a hell of a lot of satisfaction. But you've just got to keep your momentum going. And you know what I mean? And you've got to, I, I, I've got to want to get on with it. You know, because you're going home and you're, you're basically starting the second job and you're getting on with it. But I, you need that push, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You need to want to, you know, crack on and, you know. Well, that's it. And I mean, there's nothing cooler than seeing something <coughs> created out in the world. It is cool, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's something you've done for somebody else. Yeah. To get that thing, you know, they they do like it kind of thing. Um, Did you want to talk about, well, you put it in a Facebook post, but your recent experience of uh, getting gypped out of payment? (laughs) I did have an occasion last week, actually. Yeah, where I've kind of had my first scam. And... um, so what happened? This is I'm going to say this is a bit of a warning because I I, I was a bit dumb really, and it's looking back at it back at it now, it's it was obvious, really obvious. I was contacted by a, a certain person um, who I'd never heard of before, and asked me if I could do a, a bit of a quick uh, commission for them. Now I should have taken notice that the Instagram page name was basically random and rubbish it was just a made-up word of a couple of numbers on the end they had no followers they had no posts and it was and they contacted me and i asked yeah can i can I do this quick commission for all this and i said well yeah i'm busy at the moment but i can you know when do you need it and all and they said oh asap i said well you know i might be able to handle it in a couple of weeks maybe so they said okay that's fine and we agreed on the price anyway following day they got back to me how are you getting on and i'm like no hang on a minute as i said you know but anyhow i thought well i've got it well, might not take me that long so i'll crack on with it so i spent a couple of days doing it i say a couple of days probably about nine or ten hours doing it and it was a bit of a piss take because they they, they wanted a, a teddy bear draw a painted they gave me one of the teddy bears. They wanted a collection of teddy bears. They, I've got the idea, I've got the impression that they were getting different um, artists to do different teddy bears. So they got me to, to do this one. They, and they'd already got another one done. And they showed me this one. They wanted, they wanted something like this. He was saying, but they were saying, well, something like this, but can you, we want it, this kind of teddy bear. And it showed me a drawing, a, a photograph of a key ring of like a blue, a blue teddy bear. And so we want something like this. I was like, okay, um, at all. So you just want that in that pose, basically. So they said, yeah, that's what we want. So I did it and I did a quick rough and I sent it to her and said, what do you think of this? And she said, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, brilliant. So I carried on with it. Anyway, I finished it um, after a couple of days and sent it back to her. What do you think of this? I called her a her. I got no reason to think this female at all. And I, I think it's just because Teddy Bear's revolved as me being sexist. <laughs> um, so no, I, so I sent it to, to them, and they came back and goes, "Can you make the the?" She, her reply was, 
can you make the teddy bear more like this? And she sent a completely different drawing of a completely different teddy bear. Completely different style. It wasn't blue. Didn't resemble the one they gave me in the first place at all, other than it looked like a teddy bear. I mean, we're talking, it was an angry bear. It had like, it was made of like, like that patchwork in this different colour. It was doing something different. No, absolutely no connection whatsoever between these two, other than it is a teddy bear. So I'm like, well, hang on a minute. How, you know, what, what do you mean you want it like that? You know, what kind of, what elements of that, that teddy bear do you want me to do? And then nothing. And I noticed that suddenly my, my, my reply to that didn't send. And I clicked on it and they deleted their account. Yeah. So I had sent them the artwork and they had basically deleted their account with the artwork. Uh, now, I'll say it now, if, you know, the, the massive fluke, they didn't happen to listen to this and there is a mistake and maybe they got booted off, maybe the bank, their account got deleted, then I apologise. But at the exact moment in time, you know, the, I can't there's other ways to contact you, though. There is that, absolutely. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I have no way of, of contacting you at the moment. And as far as I'm concerned, mate, you know, I haven't been paid yet. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so there you go. That was a bit dodgy. So it, looking at it back in the hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Looking at it back now, I mean, yeah, it did seem to me a little bit. Maybe I should have asked for an email address or something, you know. And I, yeah. maybe I should have done a bit of a watermark on the image, which would be easy to do, so they could use it, you know. Coincidentally, did I show you this awesome picture of a blue bear I got? <laughs> uh, but so, so yeah. Um, but I mean, to be fair, I thought I was the only one who got away with you doing shit for free. <laughs> Bastard, that's what pissed me off. Yeah. I'm obviously just a mug. <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> mugs. That's the thing I got fucking gypped on, was mugs. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah. that one year I ordered the True Believers ones from a company I'd been using for a couple of years, and then they just never sent them. And then when I dug into it, they'd like do that. They do your first couple of orders, and then they oh, just they fuck you over. Up. Yeah. So UK oh, printers that. that was. I don't mind mentioning yeah. them. But but yeah, no, I mean that's. So, I mean, what do you do with that then? Do you start asking for half the money up front in future or down payment? So you at least I don't want to do. I don't want to ask for money up front because to me that almost that, again. Or do you do it on a case by case basis? So if it is a thing where it's a weird maybe, looking account, maybe, you'll be like. Yeah. Um, well, I imagine if it is a dodgy account kind of thing that they just won't ever get back to you. They'll probably delete yeah. the account straight away. Yeah. Yeah, there are different things. I mean, as I said, maybe the versions that I sent to them, I'll look, maybe they'd be low-res artworks, and I don't send the, the high-res artwork for them to do anything with until they, I, I've been paid, maybe. Yeah, I know a few people who do that, sort of send the low-res. It is, it is correct, you know. I mean, I should do that, really. As And again, as I said, I mean, it wouldn't be a problem to do watermarks. I can make a standard watermark. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, these are generally the kind of dumbasses who will take a low-res one and try and blow it up to the size they want it printed off to. And then yeah. wonder why it's all pixely. Yeah, absolutely. Then ask, yeah. oh, can you, yeah, you know, can you increase the resolution on this? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. But 
I must admit, I don't generally get commissions from people. Mm. It's not. If I'm at a con and I see somebody and I'll like grab something from them, I don't tend to get them online. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'd get a Jim Lee one because I've got that amount of money lying around. <laughs> but I don't know. I think some people, some people are at my price range for a commission. Yeah. Some people. Yeah, I just another factor for me with commissions is where the fuck am I going to put it? Yeah. <laughs> so I've not got enough wall space to put everything up. Cat doesn't like frames everywhere, so. <coughs> I mean, I've got a few artists that I will keep getting commissions from. You know. Yeah. Um, like like um, like you know, Dylan Teague. Um, I've got three or four from him at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've got all them up on the wall. I just absolutely love his stuff, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I've got that. I've got a commission. I've got some, you know, I've got a Jake Parker original as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that whole Dylan Teague thing, and that's always my 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 treat to myself after True Believers weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Oh yeah, I got no problem with people who do get commissions or loads of commissions. Like I say, if I had the wall space, I'd get more. I suppose I could rotate the frames out, but. Who can ever really be asked? <laughs> it's um like I say, and I don't get commissions or anything or original pages because I think they'll be an investment in the future. Oh god no. It's more because I like the art or I like the yeah. artist kind of thing. But I just um yeah, I'm like I say, I've not really had much call to do commissions. I Still haven't done that Muppets one I was asked to do last year. Not that any money changed hands, but yeah, I just you know drawing some at Christmassy in summer never felt right. So <laughs> I might just get it done and send it to him as a surprise because it was a mate anyway. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, do the original digitally, touch it up, send him the digital, and offer him the original as well if he wants it. Yeah, but, nice. But yeah, like I said, I'm not bothered about payment on that front so that's but that's different that's somebody i know rather than yeah complete random a random fucking me over kind of thing yeah but so sort of how many things do you have on the go at once kind of or not on the go at once but how many things are up on the to-do board um at this at this moment in time i have got um do you want per person or per job? There's a slight difference. Or just just jobs in total. I have um, nine with an ongoing tenth. Okay. At the moment, um, so I've got uh, six dog portraits. No, sorry, five dog portraits, one cat portrait. No, I do have. Sorry, let me start that again. Six dog portraits, a cat portrait, and then I have a couple of ongoing jobs. Oh, actually no, maybe that eleven because I've also I'm, I'm also um, started a not not very exciting venture with somebody as well. I say not very exciting. I'm sorry if she's listening to this because she might listen to this. I apologise. As in, it's not robots. This <laughs> <laughs> um, is something very very different from me for me um, that I'm doing, which I'm not really going to put into too much information about. Um, but uh, it is something that um, I've been asked to do, which we're kind of looking into almost starting a uh not a business as such but uh, a bit of a um a, a, a combined effort okay. for, for something that will be 
available at um, certain craft fairs and things like that. Okay. But it's um, some uh, yeah, it's something that's very not me. And if you see it, you would there was no indication that it's from me at all. You wouldn't not think it was my style. So it's not breastfeeding um, robots. It's not breastfeeding robots. No, absolutely not. Oh, but um, it, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of it's interesting um, and um, yeah. So it's not really something that um, yeah. No, that's it, cool. It, it's not on brand. That's what I meant to say in the first place. It's not on my <laughs> brand. <coughs> Off brand zoot. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Zoot. <laughs> so and are all those again the risk of being crass and without going into things is that all paying jobs up on the board yeah um apart from well okay no um i i at the moment i I, I still feel a bit weird charging friends and family so good to know <laughs> Um, so there, you know, so at the moment I do have a couple on there that I've been asked as personal flavors, which I don't really want to charge for. But um, there are, you know, there are a few paid ones on there at the moment. Um, at what point do you cut off the personal favors? I don't know. I really don't know, mate. <laughs> not, <laughs> after, after, not being funny, you know, as somebody who's taken advantage of you for years. <laughs> I'd probably you know, asking about, for a friend. But. I'd say I'd say five comic conventions. <laughs> Damn it, you still owe me one. <laughs> you know we haven't only done four, surely. If you think we've only done four, yes. <laughs> How many have we done? Six. We've done six. Crikey. I can't even claim I did one by myself because I actually get you to dig me out anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> So, and surely so five I'm... cons, two movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And several yeah. dealing with printers because I can't lay a comic page out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Um, <laughs> no, I just sort so, of like, you know, if, you know, again, know. as an example, yeah, again. James at the office comes back to you every few months wanting you to draw another member of her family. At, at what point do you have to start going, I'm going to start charging you for this now? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got there yet, and that's something I kind of dread, really. Um, because especially when people at work, for instance, when they kind of get an idea of what you're doing, I don't want them thinking, because I do a lot of stuff at work for people. And it's when they think that, oh, there's a guy at work who will do some drawings for you, as opposed to there is a guy at work who's starting his own drawing company. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, and it's like that. that frankly, that hasn't really happened yet. But where you're going to turn around and said, "Yeah, but I'm, you know, I, I've, I'm trying to make a bit of a thing of this. You know, I'm going to have to charge for you, and I'm not just a favour." Uh, but again, I'm not quite there yet. I don't feel I'm quite there yet. In, in you know, and having to. Uh, plus, I'd feel really bad if I did. Yeah. No, like I say, it was just a general sort of yeah curiosity kind of thing. No, it's a very good question because there's going to have to be a time when I've got, you know, no, mum, I can't, you know, I'm going to charge you if you want, to, if you want that picture of, of my sister. Yeah, I'm going to charge you, sorry. I mean, to be fair, you should always charge for having to draw pictures of your sister. I charge if I have to draw pictures of any of my family. I thought you meant that. 
you know, not specifically you, your I to, sister. Yeah, I say, if I had to draw a picture of your sister, I'd charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell her that. <laughs> Thanks. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that came out but, completely. That was not as at all I ever intended that. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's a living thing. It's like this whole um, Instagram commission scam thing. I'm chalking it up now. Do you know what I mean? There's no point. Well, yeah, there's no point dwelling on, now. is it? No. I'm hoping about it ain't going to get you the money. So. No, absolutely. Like I say, if, if at least gonna... if it didn't take a massive amount of time, it's a slight silver line. It's not like you invested weeks in it. <coughs> Absolutely, and it wasn't a lot of money involved in it either. No, you know, yeah, is any harm if it is going to be something that is an epic big job in asking for half the money up front? Yeah. Stipulate that uh, it's I've fully refundable, but yeah, some of the, uh, the some of the, the companies I've worked for, I'm working for at the moment. Um, that they've always offered do you need a deposit straight down and at the moment i've gone well no and yeah, i'd rather you know payment when it's completed but um yeah so but it's nice to be offered that you know well yeah i suppose at least if you send in the complete thing and you hit a uh, wall of you know they're not happy with it you're not happy with where they want it to go you or you know you don't think it's you're the right person for the job anymore at least you got paid for, something for the work you did i suppose that's how you look yeah. at the deposit isn't it yeah absolutely is that you know it's a down payment on the work you put in kind of thing mm. and then they're I'll not paying the full amount for something they're not happy with kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah because as an artist the last thing you want is not because it's a reflection on your work but you don't really want people being unhappy with what they ended oh. up with from you I would be gutted if someone turned around and said, "No, I'm sorry, this is not what we're after. Can we go? We're going to go somewhere else." I think I would be absolutely gutted about that. Yeah. You know, you 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 would take it as a as a personal thing, really. Yeah, you, you would. Know? But I mean, it happens, but doesn't it? It's, it does. Yeah, absolutely. It's a you know, it's the Eric Stoltz syndrome, isn't it? It's like, yeah. We we like you, and we like kind of like what you did, but it's not what we want for Martin McFly. Yeah. And you just kind of have to. Be like, yeah, no, that's cool, fine. <laughs> On the chin. Yeah, don't take it personally. Take it, yeah. At least I got paid for what I did do. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a, like I say, it's not the a couple of occasions where I have done things for the money, or well, not for the money, but you know, for money. Um, I've always asked you what you reckon I should charge, with the exception of the museum job, where they were like, "This is the money we've got. Is that enough?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. That's an ideal situation, really, <laughs> because you don't have to worry about it. Usually, yes or no. I was like Homer Simpson. I was like, sucker, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, yeah. Like I say, I've not. You you hear stories, but I mean, even non-commissioned work gets stolen, doesn't it? Look at the amount of times it's happened to Wolf's Gold Jack. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how often that happens now. I don't know how easy it is to remove a watermark. Um, it's, it can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose if you know what you're doing, you can match the colours and colour over it. But <laughs> it's yeah, still a poor but, job, isn't yeah, it? If it's, if it's complex, you know, if there's a, you know, a complex image, Yeah. good luck on that, you know. 
Yeah, no, I know. It's but some people don't care about the Walmart, do they? They still pass it off as their own. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, I don't think anyone's ever stolen anything I've done. I've not been made aware of it. I can't imagine it, but because mm. I do sometimes think maybe I should just put like you know Stuart things you can draw across it. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just the cheap, you know, typing text over it rather than doing a watermark. But, well, it's a bit like what I want to do, isn't it? Yeah, all you do with that is you you type text over it, but I mean, all the watermark is, you just put transparency on the layer. Yeah. You know, that's that's all the watermark is. What's a layer? Ha ha ha, I knew you were going to say that. Hey, I use layers now. Good lad. It's quicker and easier for doing the nerds thing sometimes, is to just do the... (laughs) Because yeah. it's two solid colours in the background, it's just do that on a separate layer. Have a duplicate it. Transparent at the top and just stick it yeah. over. Absolutely. See, I'm learning shit. You're Good. gradually corrupting me, you bastard. <laughs> I feel dirty every time I use layers. <laughs> it's but, yeah. the future. It's, uh, I'm not sure I would feel about commissions. Yeah. It's, it's nice, the money side of it's probably nice. You know, you're doing something that suddenly has value kind of thing. Yeah. You know, an actual monetary value. That people think that your work is worth paying for. That's yeah. what gets me. You know, people, people especially, you know, uh, people who are finding me as well. I mean, how they're finding me, I don't know. Uh, but they're actually saying, oh, you know, can you, you know, how much would you charge for a piece of your artwork? I think that's quite, pretty cool. Especially the companies as well, you know doing proper invoices and things like that yeah do you sell much of your like zoo prints and that online or no no very very rarely um no i do i depend again i don't promote them no i just didn't know if you had i hands up i haven't looked at your website for a while i can't remember whether there was a store option on it or There's not. not a store no that's still an ongoing thing which i haven't ongone i must admit i sell nothing through my store online yeah. Ever so often, well, it's not happened for ages, but ever so often, but then I've not had anything new on there for ages either. A sale will pop up, <coughs> but it's yeah. like few and far between. But, you know, I don't do it for the money. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's nice and it helps to keep doing other stuff, but at the same time, it's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, I was trying to feed my family off of it, then that's slightly different, but... Just doing silly little comics and putting them out into the world. That's why I, the last few ones I just chuck straight up on the website. That's why I do the nerds one on Instagram. Yeah. Like, again, when I've got enough, collect them into another volume. But whatever. <laughs> it's the hassle of selling I don't like. No, absolutely. Because you have to have I, a certain I, element of bigging yourself up as well, and that's just not me. Yeah, and again. It, doing all that there's that kind of um you know imposter syndrome as well yeah well that was one of the big things about me not doing thought bubble this year so i just didn't feel yeah. like i belonged there either yeah just felt like you know, i've done nothing new really which you know i have the nerds things tick over and i've got comics i'm trying to work on i just still working on pubes yeah still working on pubes haven't got there yet yeah. and the comic but you know, <laughs> I'm practicing the Edwards as a hand down there. 
Looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I say, I'd never say never. If somebody did come to me, be like, I want you to do this. Mm. It'd be like drawing a comic for somebody else. I'm not sure. Yeah. If that's for me, kind of thing. I'll do pinups. I'll do covers if people want. But again, nobody's knocking my door down. <laughs> nobody's yeah. looking at my art and going, "That's what we want." <laughs> He can do ghosts as universal monsters. We've seen that. <laughs> so what would be then your ultimate... So if you have a commission, what kind of commission would it be where you'd think fantastic and, you know, this is where I will shine? <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man-esque ghosts. <laughs> In movie settings. <laughs> I um, don't know. Something kind of movie genre-ish, kind of, you know? Possibly, I mean, I don't know. I think if anybody wants anything photorealistic, I'm not your guy. Yeah. I think the best thing I ever did was that Prince one for likeness. Yeah. That I'm probably happiest with. But again, that was sort of a basic, almost comic book reel, if that's a term. Yeah. Version of Prince rather than photoreal. It's like I look slightly, at the stuff like. Slightly what, stylistic. Yeah, I look at the stuff like Damien and H do. Yeah, I'm like that's amazing, but it's well beyond my ballpark. I'm not sure how much I'd enjoy it. It's like I watch Portrait Artists of the Year. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I'm like, that looks shit. To be fair, but <laughs> but still better than what I could do. The trouble with Portrait Artists of the Year is they've got a limited amount of time to get a likeness, and that's fucking difficult. Yeah. You kind of, I mean, I said to Cat that they should one they submit of their self-portrait they should have the same amount of time as they have to do the other one it gives you a better idea of but then i suppose having them as much time as you want gives you an idea of what they can achieve with the time and then yeah you know or unlimited time but then they you have that on their um don't they can't they their final piece they get as much time as they want pretty much they do don't they They can go away exactly they can take it away they can take photos and yeah touch it up in their own Obviously, you get a limited sit-in time, but then you can finesse it. <coughs> but, yeah, I like I said, I don't think that's... I'd love to find a style. There's some people that paint things. Have you watched any of the new series? Got the new series. I haven't, no. Uh, there's a lovely one in... I want to say it was the third episode that was a lady who did it with watercolours, but then she, like, paints a wet line across the eyes. Okay. It does a really nice effect. Um, but I'd quite like to find a stylistic way of doing portraits that'd be interesting but again I just I'd always worry that the likeness isn't right and people would be polite and be like yeah I like that straight in a bin (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know as to what would excite me I think it generally would be uh, the stuff I tend to get with the exception of the museum piece and the pinup I did for the Hall Chronicles. Yeah. Which again, thankfully Tony let me deviate slightly from that because he wanted those two to be you and me. Okay. And I, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Whereas I thought a Dave Ellen's character, Dave Ellen, Dave Allen's character as the interviewer, because kind of how he described the project sounded a bit like a Dave Allen. You know when he used to do those documentaries where he'd go and meet the guy with the mini railroad in his back garden and all that sort of thing? 
Yeah, yeah. Or the guy who lived in the world's smallest house. It felt a little bit like that, but the kind of thing Dave Allen would have made if he could have got away with making a documentary series about prostitutes or, yeah. you know, the lives of prostitutes kind of thing. And then I just like the idea that that would be the kind of project that if Lee was still alive and was a cameraman on TV documentaries, that would be the one he'd want to be in. <laughs> so I sort of went back to Tony and was like, well, this is I know this doesn't match the brief. So by all means, say no. Yeah. This is kind of what I was thinking. And he went along with it, fortunately. Um, so that was quite exciting when I got to do it that way. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's been people being like, I like that piece you did. Can you do a version of it for me? Yeah. So like the little Cabot Cove or the guy who wants me to wanted to buy the Muppets one that I did, which was in my drawing a day sketchbook. So I couldn't rip it out. Yeah. Because, you know, not that I'm. I want to keep them together, but not that I was massively precious about it. But even if I tried to rip it out of the sketchbook here, just probably rip the thing off. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's sort of how it goes for me. It's more people see things that I've done that they like and they either want that original or a version of it. Yeah. But again, nobody's fallen over themselves to buy my art. It's like I've got original pages of the nerd strips on the website. But no fuckers buying them. They're just up there. Somebody might surprise me one day. <laughs> I think I did them at a tenner each, which is probably too much anyway. They probably should have just been a fiver. But... I don't agree with that. Yeah, well. I don't agree with you charging 70p for all your commissions, but, you know, <laughs> watch your email box explode. <laughs> As all three of our listeners get in touch. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I mean, like I say, never say never on commissions, but I quite like to do things like John Tucker does, like the roulette wheel of death. Obviously, that's his yeah. thing. That's genius. But that that stuff's kind of fun. Yeah. But I always still feel like I'm trying to find my style anyway. Yeah. I think because I flit around, I can kind of adapt to style. This makes me sound like a bell end, but... Or, you know, like I've got a higher opinion of myself now, but I can kind of adapt a style to suit what I'm working on sort of thing. Yeah. So I think there's elements in it that you can tell it's mine. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. But I could I could definitely tell you work out of alignment. <laughs> it's the shit one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I um... I'd say the thing I was enjoying recently, although we haven't done it for a while, was me and Dan, him doing a picture and then me redrawing it. Oh, oh yeah, of course. I, I thought that was some of your best work, honestly. I love, yeah. I loved all those. Yeah, my only thing with that is that there's all characters in basic standing positions. So yeah. I wish I, I wanted to try and start making them look a bit more animated, but mm. but we stopped for a bit because he was getting a bit lazy on his side. Yeah. So and you know we went away and other stuff was going on. So but we will get back to doing those. But that's because he bought me a sketchbook for my birthday and I was like we should do something in this together. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was more excited than me just randomly drawing shit in it and be like that's wank in it. Is that not something Jack would be interested in helping with as well? Jack's not big into drawing anymore. Oh. He sort of yeah passed by him. I mean we. Because obviously Christmas is coming, we were sort of talking about presents, and I said to Daniel, "Would you like it if we sort of got you your own little art set?" Yeah. 
his face lit up. He was very excited because him and his friends at school do drawings as well. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly like either their versions of FNAF characters or. Mm. But and that's kind of what that was. He's just trying to encourage him to draw as much as possible. It'd be nice yeah. to have another artist. And he loves sitting yeah. at my desk. I think he's sat at my desk more than I am <laughs> to do actual drawing. Yeah. I'm sitting at it now to do podcasts. <laughs> <coughs> but but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to do on commissions? Um, I, I'm always up for doing a cover. I've done a few covers now. I'm always up for doing a cover. Um, but I think the whole robot concept character thing was probably my, my go-to. I think that's probably the, the one that, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I la- yeah, when I got that, that brief through, I was like, yeah, this is kind of perfect for me, really. Would you be interested in, like, trying to think of an extreme that you're not... So, so like a TNA kind of Vampirella kind of cover or something like that. Oh, if yeah. Some, yeah. If somebody came okay. to you. I mean, you've done the pinup girls thing before, didn't you? Did it for that retro shop? Yes, that was one of my first ever commissions. That was years ago. Was, what do they call yeah, those? It's not pinup girls, is it? It's Cheesecake Girl. Yeah, that's it. Cheesecake Girl. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I consider more or less anything, really. Um, I'm not a great fan of designing tattoos. Um, I don't know. I just I've had a couple of people ask me if I would do tattoos, but I've done a tattoo. Yeah, although it's not actually been turned yeah. into a tattoo yet. But, although that was more a text thing rather than a yeah, of course yeah. drawing thing. I mean, I I designed my own my own tattoo. Um, but yeah, I've always been a bit funny with tattoos, especially yeah because. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think my work would portray as a tattoo very, very easily. You know, or very nicely. I, I just think, you know, plus if I saw it and I thought it looked a bit crap, I'd be yeah. bad. You know. Well, yeah, I suppose it's then another artist doing it in another <coughs> medium, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously they don't take your exact work and put it on. It is somebody yeah. else then redrawing it. Their interpretation of my, you know. I'm waiting for the day though. Somebody walks up to your table at a con, like takes their shirt off, and they've got your. Uh, Zoom anatomy that, one on their back. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had fan art come up to me before. Now I've had a few people with fan art, um, but no, no, no tattoos in my work yet. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be in some ways the ultimate thing, isn't it? That I liked your work so much, I had it permanently tattooed on my skin. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, you said Ryan said. Yeah, but it's not very good. The head rock, you know. <laughs> the perspective. I had, um, <laughs> um, I had a, a lady uh, contact me um, in uh, uh, a Spanish student contacted me a while ago, uh, a few weeks ago. She's studying a computer-aided design, and uh, she asked if I would mind if she recreated some of my artworks in 3D. Oh yeah, I uh, saw this. Which was incredible. Such I was so chuffed with that. I sent her a big goodie pack full of like a Zoot stuff. But um, she did an amazing interpretation of Zoot as a 3D model, uh, which is just gorgeous. She actually recreated one of the paintings that I did, which is Zoot riding scraps. Yeah. Uh, through a junkyard, and she actually recreated the whole painting. 
and it was so cool. Yeah, because she said she's going to send you the 3D files, isn't she? She did, yeah. Does that mean so you could, that... like, get them printed off as 3D models? Yes, uh, I'm doing that at the moment. Uh, I've already I've asked somebody if he will print it. I haven't heard back from them yet. Um, well, they, got, they are doing it, um, but uh, CLK, actually. CLK are doing it for me. Chris no, CLK. 3D printing? No, that, not CLK, no, but Chris does from Oh, CLK. him personally. In person, yeah. So he's having to go see how good he can get it. Because uh, I don't think it's that straightforward, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you've got to titivate around with the file first and make sure it prints okay. You know, you can't have too much thin stuff or too much, you know. Um, you, it needs to be able to hold its own weight. So I think there's a little bit of titivation going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm just so cool. And she, she did a load of my stuff, actually. She did, um, I drew uh, uh, one of my random, one of my random sketchbook. Uh, pages she sent it to me she said can i do a 3d version of this and it wasn't really a drawing that i was that fussed on but i was like well if you want yeah but i think i've got better stuff but she did a brilliant 3d drawing of it cool stunning it was really really good uh so so yeah that was that was lovely that was really nice yeah um, did you try using that thing that was mentioned on the awesome slack that sort of 3D'd up, or, you know, added a 3D yes. layer to pictures. Yes, I did. Yeah, it kind of makes it, it's a bit, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I think I'm on a different, oh, it's CapCut, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it, CapCut, yeah. Um, I, I thought I'd try it because everyone else was. It worked okay. Um, yeah, mine didn't really work, but then I did yeah. wonder whether. And you don't specify, it's all automated, you don't specify what bit to be make 3D, so I don't quite know how it works, but um, yeah. it was okay, um, it wasn't fantastic. Some of it, some of the people who've done it, I mean, they, some of their works really, worked really well with it. Yeah, yeah, I saw a few on the Slack and thought that was, a, yeah. that's what made me think it might look really cool with some of mine. I tried it with different ones, I tried it with the Prince one, it sort of worked, but also didn't. Yeah, that's just it. But, I mean, there's going to be a bit of distortion anyway, you know, because it's well, yeah, basically, you know, it's not doing anything with it. It's automating. It's taking three, a three D image, a two D image to make a three D. But yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's cool. Like I say, and you know, you're you're open for commissions. I'm open for commissions. You just might have to bear with me a little bit at the moment because uh, at the moment. Um, I have got a couple of uh, ongoing jobs that I have a couple of tight deadlines for. Ah, fuck but, it, pile on him now. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, you know, come, come, and, uh, come and have a chat, I'll see what I can do, really. Um, but yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right, then, I think that's pretty much it for that. So should we do some show takes? Let's do some show takes. Uh Okay, I'm going to do a podcast shout-out first. Because um, I saw No Time to Die, I'm going to shout-out the James Bond and Friends podcast. Okay. Sort of weirdly, not having anybody to talk about No Time to Die and my feelings on it with listening to a podcast of a group of people talking about it kind of helped me process a little bit. Because I think initially I left it thinking, like, I don't I don't think I liked that film. It's like I liked bits of it, but on the whole, I don't think I liked it. Right. And it's sort of, you know in that way that you and I talking about a film that we sort of middling on you sort yeah. of appreciate the stuff that you necessarily didn't necessarily appreciate. And it heightens the stuff that you did like. And yeah, it's also nice for somebody to be like, yeah, no, that bit was shit though, wasn't it? <laughs> so 
it's all but it, it's quite really i mean obviously it's wholly dependent on how into the james bond films you are <laughs> yeah of course but um it's guided by the guys who do the mi6 confidential magazine um but yeah that's worth checking out if you're uh into bond um any podcasts you've been listening to um no I, I, well, to be honest just not really something to talk about on here but i've listened to a welfare a, a health welfare podcast which is very good um but uh yeah um no other real podcast to be honest no that's we cool. do a lot of yeah, audio books but not podcasts sorry everybody Another one I was listening to actually, uh, just quickly, is the Alan Older one, the Clear and Vivid one, which oh, is about yeah, communication. Yeah. But it has really interesting talks to people. I listened to one, I got back into it because he had Kevin Bacon on one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you, you know, I love me some Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I think um, everyone loves a bit of Kevin Bacon. But I've been listening to different ones, like, you know, somebody who leads an orchestra and, you know, whatever they're called, conductor. Yeah. Like a conductor, people who work for NASA, environmentalists, all oh, shit. I've got no. Not no interest in, but you know, wouldn't be the top of my list of things to listen to. But they're quite nice and short, but they're not a nice, concise conversation. They're really interesting. Yeah. Um, again, I only started downloading it because I like Alan Alder. Yeah. Because you know, Mash, same time next year, Four Seasons, all those sort of things. Yeah. Thirty um, Rock. Thirty Rock. Uh, ER. Um, yeah. The West Wing. Um, but yeah that's why I started listening to it and then sort of but it's been really interesting some really interesting conversations on it um, some sort of like covers wellness and that sort of thing as well you know one of them was about you know how to be happy kind of thing which sounds like you know one of those you know look into yourself things but it wasn't that it was quite an interesting conversation about you know why you know you don't always have to be happy and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's cool. So that's my two then. James Bond and Friends and the Alan Older Clear and Vivid podcast, um, which I'll take because you didn't have one. So nope, I'll do two. Yeah. Uh, but as I will not have any of the next one, uh, I will throw it to you. Any artists you want to shout out? Well, actually, I, just to bring the mood down a little bit, I kind of got a bit of a... Um, I, so... Going back to one of the two believers, uh, I, I was I met a, a guy called David David Pringle, and um, actually what it was I met his wife first I remember it was a few years ago, and she wanted to buy one of my big metal pieces if I remember rightly, so she said she wanted to buy it for her husband because her husband apparently her husband saw it and made a comment that she was going to buy it as a present, so she did. And then I think they came back later on that afternoon to say, actually, can we have the other one as well? Because they work really well as a team and they were lovely. And I was talking to him, to David, for ages. And we, we keep in contact. We kept in contact. for. Um, I, he started off his own little art. You know, he's been doing drawing as well. And I bought a few original pieces off him. He said these amazing things of Warner Brothers characters. And he did a really nice art print of Marvin the Martian, which I bought. It's in my collection. Uh, anyway, um, he'd been diagnosed with... Um, with uh, cancer about eight or nine months ago, I think it was. Um, I know it. I know it spread to his brain, um, but I still kind of, you know, kept in contact with it. You know, I still kept um, following him on Facebook and Instagram. I also follow his wife as well. But he passed away last week or two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's David Pringle. Pringle. 
sorry, David Pringle, and his um his his Instagram page was Arthur Pringle, and his wife Caroline as well. So I just wanted to say, you know, I'm very sorry for throwing about your loss and and yeah, and I did think of you when I read it. Is his page still up? I believe his page is still up. In fact, it is because I've just been on it. Arthur Pringle. Cool. I'll he's, um, at the moment. he's got some really, really cool art. You can see he's done like, like Daffy Duck and Hong Kong Fury and Top Cat and some really nice stuff. Like this really kind of cool arty stuff, you know, and he was very, very talented. Cool. I'll stick that um, in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's... I mean, not that there's any reason why the page would disappear, but I suppose... Yeah, I mean, by the look of it, he's followed by, I mean, Tony Esmond follows him and Sam Brett um, and uh, John Late and a few others. So he is, he is known in our, in our community. Yeah, I suppose if con. he came to the cons and that, it's... Uh, yeah. I'm going to check him out and uh, give him a follow as well. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, other artists I've been following that I haven't mentioned a lot recently... Um, let me just have a quick look on Instagram. Who um, have I been following? Oh, there's a guy, a guy I believe he's Spanish, um, called, yeah, there's his Spain, yeah, from Spain. David Diaz underscore Illustrador. So it's Illustrador, so it's Illa, I-L-U-S-T-R-A-D-O-R. David Diaz underscore Illustrador. And he's got some really nice kind of rough pen sketches. Uh, he does a lot of robots. Cool. Uh, really nice stuff. Really kind of like very, very highly detailed stuff. Um, so I've been, I've been looking, I've been, yeah, looking at his stuff quite a lot recently. So he's definitely worth a, a, a follow. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to give another shout out for... Um, Damien and H from Art92. Of course. Um, so I had Damien on the Monster Squad episode, but yeah, um, obviously, well, not obviously, but, you know, there's some stuff going on as well. I'm not going to go into details, but yeah, just going to give them a shout out. Check out their art. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, he did an amazing we, sort of we, we, we tribute to... Um, we did. We so did we an art round table, didn't we? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, we'll have to do another at some point, but but yeah, it, um, yeah, their art's definitely well worth checking out. It's superb stuff, um, and their portraits are spot on. <coughs> amazing portraits. Oh, the portraits are incredible, and their dog portraits as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's my art shout out, and then finally comic shout out. Um, I believe you got it as well. Uh, Dave Robertson very kindly sent me a copy of his latest comic, Booze Ha Ha. Yeah. In the post. Um, and uh, it's awesome. It's like a anthology collection of different comics that he's written. Yeah. So it's him doing the art on some, and then it's other people doing the art as well. But there's one that so I read it and I loved the whole thing. But um. I messaged him because there's one you and I were talking about that you and I have talked about ever since we've been known each other and been Star Wars fans, which is the um, 
Han Solo blowing up the uh, Death Star shield generator on Endor, or the forest moon of Endor, rather. And, uh, the size of the explosion. So it's basically him setting the charges, running out, jumping him, hiding behind a bush. <coughs> the explosion yeah, going off that's like miles wide, and then it just cuts back to Han Solo, and he's like a charred skeleton. <laughs> and like I say, I know we've had that conversation in the past. Yeah, like that yeah, explosion yeah. would have wiped out pretty much probably the Ewok village as well. It's, like, it's ridiculous how big that explosion is. I get that, you know... Do you, the cinematic do you thing. Do you see it from space in the movie? No, you I just see it, it from a long shot. So it'd oh, be a bit okay. like, I don't know, say you could see the cathedral from your bedroom window. Yeah. It's like that sort of long shot, but it, like the cathedral blows up and the explosion of the size of the cluster town centre. Oh, right, I see. Yeah, yeah. But then when you cut back, there's just people in the cathedral rooms being like, Phew, we took that fucker out. <laughs> How are we not dead? <laughs> That's it. But and it's just stuff like that. I mean, I I like Dave's comic. I loved um, Bell Time, and um, obviously he's part of the That Comic Smell crew as well. Yeah. Which is another podcast that I love. Um, I've shouted that podcast out before, but it is it's just like to a certain degree, it's a bit like the weird little conversations you have amongst mates but in comic form mm. so yeah talking shit about like, you know what would have happened in star wars if this happened or random little thoughts it's just a really fun little read um if you go to fred egg comics i think you can buy it on there um or if not if you find dave on twitter and drop him a message i'm sure he'll be able to point you in the direction of where you can get it uh, probably should have looked that up beforehand, but you know, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll find the links and I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's like I say, it was a really nice surprise thing to get in the post. Um, really enjoyed reading it. Um, but yeah, um, you got any comics you want to shout out? No, I'm afraid I don't. For a comic, yeah, for, for a parts of the comic community and oh, no i don't i don't really read a lot of comics unfortunately <laughs> you just sell to these people you don't buy and read the stuff <laughs> yeah. um, no that's fair enough it's uh like i say sometimes just finding the time to sit down and read a comic is a fucking chore isn't it yeah or not no, a chore but you know what i mean not the reading the comics is a chore it's finding the time to read <laughs> no, the you comics. said it now mate you said it now <sighs> well it, i mean it can be in some cases <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, but no, and um, yeah, sort of to end it then. Mm. Danger Mouse is forty years old. Oh, I know, absolutely. I, I bought a little magazine, or not a little magazine, but a magazine thing. Nine quid, mind. Yeah, I know, but fuck it. How often does Danger Mouse turn forty? I was kind of tempted, but it's like nine quid. So I just read it in shop and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I uh no I uh, say I've still not had a chance to sit down and read it properly. Yeah. But I uh I had to pick it up really. I love Danger. Do you remember my birthday when I was sharing that house with Gary and my brother in Abbeymead, where it was you, me, and my wife watching Danger Mouse at midnight in my room. Yes, I <laughs> sat on my bed, do. all pissed yeah. out of our skulls. <laughs> yes, I really do. So. 
back when it was I can't remember what channel it was on. It's one of the cartoon channels, wasn't it? They sort of buried it at midnight. They used to do double bills. Oh yeah, I really do remember that. Was it Nickelodeon? No, I don't think it was. It might have been Cartoon Network or something like that. <coughs> but that was great, and uh, I was all kind of lucky in that Danger Mouse came back when my kids were little as well. So, because that new series I was dreading, it actually works really well. Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes of it. I haven't really watched it a lot. Surprisingly good, but... And it meant Danger Mouse toys came back out, so I could buy Danger Mouse toys. That's true. <laughs> Which is the goal of any real collector, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's to just have a Danger Mouse on their shelf. But, but yeah, no, so I just wanted to shout that out as well, just because it was such a huge part of my childhood and then my early 20s <laughs> <laughs> ongoing yeah yeah let's well, see shows like that never die yeah it's sort of weirdly timeless yeah. And, uh, yeah absolutely but yeah so that's sort of it for me uh, unless you've got anything else you want to mention or shout out <laughs> Not really. Uh, I think I've I've exhausted my. No, I, I think I'm done now. Awesome. Think, yep. All right. Then. Well, if people want to fill up your commissions board or just look at your yeah. work in general, where can they find you online? Uh, on Instagram. I am talking slowly so I can very quickly get it up. So speak, <laughs> that's what she said. This is not at all I, by time. Yeah, I am Zoot Artist. And uh, my website, which I need to update because I haven't for a few months, is um, www.iamzoot.co.uk. So come and have a look. Awesome. Um, all my links will be in the show notes for nerds, true believers, everything. Um, it's all takes you to a link tree page where you can find all the different things. Uh, or I'm on Facebook as Stuart Thinks You Can Draw. I'm on Twitter as at Token Nerd. Uh, we're haunted nerds on everything, and I'm on Instagram as Stuart thinks, thinks he can draw. draw. Yeah, I think Facebook's facebook.com forward slash <coughs> uh, which people keep telling me I should change, but it just defeats the whole point of the joke. <laughs> slash modesty, because like I say, steals the thunder. Then, then when people get on there, I'm like, oh no, yeah, he can. He's right. <laughs> Set the bar low. Um, yeah, that's it for this one. Like I say, we'll try and get one in before the end of the year where we can do our highlights of the year. Yeah. Um, start making lists. Yes, I'm going to have to start going through my list of the 218 fucking movies I've watched so far this year. And <laughs> see. I think we're going to have to break it down as to things we discovered for the first time. Kind of thing. Yeah, so like, as opposed to brand new movies. Okay. Yeah. And the, the same with the books I read, because so, Bone, I read it properly this year. So technically it counts as something I discovered this year, even yeah. though obviously I was aware of Bone before. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of annoyed I've never read Bone before. Now. Yeah. But at the same time, I also got to enjoy it for the first time kind of thing. So I've got that too. But awesome. Cheers for that. I shall. Um, yeah, like I say. We'll hopefully be back in a month or so. There'll be some and why nots going up in between. Hopefully, I've just got to pin down the guests. 
uh, yeah so just keep checking out the nerds thing um yeah do that shit where you leave a review or a rating or whatever i don't care <laughs> it's what you're supposed to say in a podcast it helps the numbers or whatever crap i don't care <laughs> do it or don't uh, awesome cheers for listening bye Thanks, everyone.